Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Welcome everyone and today's guest is Joey Natal and he's a student's coach, nice and short and simple. Hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome. To start us off, I've got a simple question to you, I hope. What happened in your life that you decided to become a confidence coach? Sure. So I chose to be a confidence coach because, honestly, it's the biggest thing I've struggled with in my life. Ever since I can remember when I was a kid, like I always was kind of timid and shy. And I had a lot of, I just struggled to believe in myself. And that really stuck with me for forever, honestly. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized I started to build more confidence the more I got outside my comfort zone and did more things. And then when I decided to become a coach and go into business only a handful of years ago, I was I remember being on uh, like a summit or something at some sort of event with like Tony Robbins or Dean Grossi or one of those guys. And they were just like, what is one thing that you struggle with that you've overcome? Or you've at least, you're ahead in a lot of areas. And I was like, oh, that one, confidence. That's definitely me. Because <laughs> like, I certainly haven't figured it out because confidence is one of those things where like, you get to new levels of it. Mm. But you'll be like, oh, I've completed my confidence. I am at the pinnacle. I am done. I don't have to do anymore. Like, it's, it just doesn't work that way. So I wanted to do this to teach it because if you want to get better at it, you also teach it. So it's kind of a nutshell answer. It's kind of alludes to my next question, asking like, you know, why kind of this need? But I know what you mean because confidence is something I really struggled over the years. So when I was younger, I was really, really shy, which wasn't really helping. I'm an introvert, <laughs> which added to the injury. I was naturally more inclined to spend time on my own, not so easy to you know, connect with other people. So lack of confidence, I matched to this all sorts of traumas that I went through in my childhood. And you just had a perfect mix of someone who just wasn't confident at all. <laughs> so mm. I can completely understand where you're coming from. Do you find that your clients often struggle with con confidence and what is behind that? What is the reason 
but they struggle with confidence. One of the first things I like teach people is like, what is the Latin root Latin root for confidence, which is confidere, which means yeah. intense trust, it means intense trust in yourself. And a lot of the root between lack of confidence is like, you don't trust yourself in a lot of ways. And that shows up in various forms and ways. And so like, what I really try to connect with my clients is like, hey, there's this area that you want to be more confident that you suck in, but look at this other area that you are confident in. And like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. That's like, that's the way I get there. But like, what's behind it is like, like I said, it's like lack of trust and belief. And also like the element of like, we love to compartmentalize our lives and like say, I may be not doing go in business or may I may be doing killing it in the relationship department, or I'm doing amazing in finances, but not so good in health. And so you can connect those things. And like, like I said, build your confidence and you can do it in one area. You can translate those skills in the other and just taking it slow to get to the level that you want to be like in those other areas. So, yeah. yeah. Right. That's interesting because I find a lot of women struggle with self-trust and they doubt themselves a lot more than men. Would you say that's true from your end? I would. Absolutely. Um, there's a great TED talk on this about actually, and it's, um, I forget what it's called, but I'll send the link and we'll put it in the notes or something. And it's, it talks about how women tend to say, I'm sorry, more than mm. uh, men do. For like an example is like, you show up late. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. And not always, but more often than not, and then I'll be like, thanks for waiting type of things. Like, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for existing, ultimately. Like that's the worst case scenario. And I think that, I think that's like a different societal thing about like how men are taught to be more assertive, more mm -hmm. just um, leaders, if you will. And women are taught to be like, hush, be quiet, stop, type of thing, which is kind of the more extreme type of thing. But it's like, there is an element as well of like, statistically, women tend to struggle with anxiety more. Men tend to struggle with substance abuse more. So men will numb out and women will just like stress out type of thing. And so... Yeah, I don't know, that comes to mind, first thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that is true because how we are being brought up, there is a difference between men and women or boys and girls. And that unfortunately shows up later on in life because I think, like you said, men are being brought up to be leaders where women are being brought up to be caregivers. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, with the way the society operates these days it's a problem because a lot of women choose not to have families they choose to to you know to focus on a career first or have family later or do not have family at all but then they do struggle to step into that leader role because if we show emotions we are being called emotional you know that we are not good leaders and all sorts of names. So we do face a lot of stereotypes, you know, around women in a workplace. Mm -hmm. But to this menopause, which a lot of men don't even want to go there, 
the thing is, if women are in a workplace, you are going to face with all problems. They do yeah. not exist just because you don't want to live there. Yeah. So really, we really need to address all of this at the root base, which is how do we grow up girls and boys? How do we grow up boys and girls, you said? How we, how we bring them up, you know, how do we teach them to be in a society? Would you say that's, you know, where we really should be looking at? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it definitely starts in childhood, especially like, I mean, one of the techniques I do is NLP and what we talk about in this modality is just like mm -hmm. all your programming how you're taught and where your trauma comes from, from the ages of zero and seven. So basically you're screwed up because of what happened, what mommy and daddy taught you then. <laughs> the good news is when people hear that, they're like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> but the good news no, is- Absolutely not. It, it is the, all yeah. reversible to a point, I guess. You can well, call it that way. Like you can reverse it, of course. Um, but like, I bring that up because like, this is one of the, some, some of the most key pivotal times. And, you know, after seven, of course, it's still impressionable as well. But, like, I think really what comes to mind is, like, teaching acceptance of learning how to um, develop both, like, a healthy balance flow of both masculine and feminine energy, yin and yang, if you will. And just leaning into those and just not, like, not forcing your child to take on a certain role. And that that's challenging in a lot of ways because, you know, we're humans. You know, I've heard, I'm not a parent, but I've heard from parents, it's like, it's kids raising kids, essentially. It is. That's a good one because I think we are being a children that grown up bodies, but we're not really yeah. you know, grown up as we think that we are. Someone wise once told me, um, the healthiest thing you can do for if you aren't a parent or you don't have a partner yet, the healthiest thing you can do for your future spouse and your future child is to be the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Yes. So how do you influence children more? Be a better human and you're going to influence them better. Just like, you know, don't be an asshole. <laughs> like stand by your morals. What are your morals? What are your values? What are you committed to? Like, are you committed to anything? Like, you know, what do you care about in life? And like, do you contribute? Like all those wonderful, amazing things we could list off and like be an authentic human. And when you are more of an authentic human, when you're authentic self, thus trusting yourself more, that confidence will come out and children will be able to model that and they will combat the self-esteem issues that are inevitably going to happen because life's hard as shit. <laughs> And so well, life, well, life, you know, regardless yeah. what we're going to do, life is always life. So I think in a lot of ways, like some children do struggle with uh, self-confidence. I mean, all children do because they go through the growing phase and teenagers. Yeah. But like having a model of like what a confident individual or like having a leader, either male or female in either role um, to lead them. And just like, you know, follow just being an awesome leader human is good and a lot of people have that. i certainly didn't have that i didn't growing up like i didn't have either a male leader to teach me more like healthy reasonable um male energy dominate things to have and i didn't have female ones either mm -hmm. i had more female teachers but i wouldn't say i had strong female leaders in a lot of ways until my later years and so now i do surround myself with that and it's like 
in some ways I feel like I'm playing catch up and it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. And I feel so much <laughs> because of it. That's good. And I mean, that is really, that's what I always say to people. Like if you've got children, they understand a lot more than you think that they do. And the best way to teach them is by role models or start from self. Look at yourself because you can think that you can hide from them. You can. They really can feel the energy, the undertones, the silence between the parents, all of it. You think that you're hiding, they really know all, all of it. So, and I know that you do hypnosis as well. So you can, you know, we know this from clients when they go back into the scenes from early childhood, you know, like, clients when they were three and they remember the parents getting divorced and all the interpretations and stories they created they know it all so the best way is to work on yourself and then model role model because they will follow you you know kids follow you you know like when they um catch the bad words or they hear something and then just keep going and repeat and you're like oh my god like when do they hear this but because they heard you probably saying this yeah. So I love this because that's the best way. And I didn't have a role model either. So that would have significantly changed my life if I had a role model to be more confident or someone who's successful and it showed me how to be more of a the person. And one thing that comes to mind I'd like to share, somebody awesome said this to me and I'd love to share it with you is it's never too late to have a happy childhood. No, no absolutely. Never. Yeah. Because we pardon ourselves, like we said, you know, earlier, it's like we are children anyway in a grown-up buddhist. Yeah. And when we bump into tantrums, I call them adult tantrums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, you know, we bump into anger or things that we are frustrated about, that's the inner child dreams because there's something that we are not getting. There is some need that is not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... The best way is just pause and ask yourself, what is that you want and the need and you are not getting? Mm-hmm. There's a reason when you're having an adult tantrum. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So going back to, you mentioned masculine and feminine. Like we you know, kind of discussed this before we jumped on, that yeah. is a bit of a misbalance between masculine and feminine because we both men and women have masculine and feminine energy. However, there is... I would say from my perspective, huge imbalance. Both men and women, you know, where they lean more into, so to kind of back up, we naturally can be more into feminine or masculine energies. That's normal. Some women are a bit more into masculine or feminine. Same goes for men. Mm-hmm. However, I think that imbalance that I'm talking about is far more um, imbalance. <laughs> I'm trying to write for the right words because mm-hmm. I think with women trying to fit in into the world as it is we stepped too much into the masculine energy trying to build the careers and i want to know from your perspective what do you think about and do you think the same problems goes for men are they too much into masculine or feminine and how that plays out from your perspective yeah so what comes to mind for me is like it's really difficult for women not to step into a masculine energy when it comes to business especially and like if you're in the career world um it is a more 
you know, it's a more energetic space for masculine, like taking action, like, you know, being assertive in a lot of ways. And that just, it is more demanding that way. For me, I actually am more naturally rested in my feminine in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I thought a lot about that because growing up, I was just like, was there something wrong with me? Because like, I'm a guy, like, am I different or something? And no, it's just like, I just, I was raised by a single mother and I've been around mostly women all my life. And I make up that that has a contribution to it. I don't 100% know, but I realized that that's also just kind of what I've more stepped into. And I don't know if that is just how I am versus maybe it's just something I've practiced more as a habit. And mm. that idea, I came to that conclusion recently through a leadership training that was a much more masculine uh, leadership training where it's just like it kicked my ass and it like kind of pushed me into the mask energy and I was resistant to it because it was unfamiliar to me yeah in a lot of ways and so it's really um it's been eye-opening in a lot of ways because um learning the goal is to be able to balance both just like the yin and yang symbol that's mm -hmm. why it's such a beautiful symbol and when you're heavily too much into one, because what you kind of get into is like, there's masculine feminine, then there's wounded feminine and wounded masculine. Yeah. So like, you know, um, when we think of uh, masculine, we think of like, you know, take action, set goals, get it done. The wounded masculine is controlling. Yeah. Dominating type of thing. And, the, you know, feminine is kind of more like nurturing, playful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wounded feminine is like needy, like desperate, just like nagging and like, and that's for both men and women like that. Those behaviors show up. That's not gender specific at all. <laughs> and so. Yeah. And so like learning to heal that, doing healing energy and then stepping into the more empowered versions of those is like, what's where your awesomeness is going to come in. And then once you're able to like i view it as kind of like water equilibrium where you just like you don't really stay in one it's not healthy to stay in only one all the time you need to learn how to shift and in the shift you're kind of actually you go through between and you're actually in the middle so like staying in the middle of the balance is like the goal but it's like it's life you know you're you know it's you're gonna be through both like the sun doesn't stay up 24 7 Living is like, you know, it's seasons, like in business, sometimes you do have to go into a bit more masculine to drive, to do the thing, but yeah. be seasoned when you can pull back a bit and go into more feminine, into the creativity, leaning in, intuition. Surrendering. Exactly. But it's this balance between both. This is not always easy to be right in the middle. Sometimes we actually do have to go to a bit more masculine and feminine depends what we are doing or what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. I think the problem goes when we are far too much in either or. And let's say for women, if we are far too much into that feminine energy and things not, are not getting done in a business uh, and you actually do need to go a bit more into the, fem the, the masculine energy so, you know, so, so the stuff can get done. But sometimes we actually do need to go a bit more into the feminine where we want, I don't know, create a post and we want to be a bit more creative and, yes. you know, invite the flow and we don't necessarily need to be in that drive um, energy. Mm -hmm. I think that goes the same for men. And I think we are not 
slowing down enough in a society as it is because we are into this hustle, drive, do more, do more, do more, hustle more, achieve more, have more. And we never stop to assess, is, is this even the life that I want? Or did I just follow the flow of society? Because this is what I've been hearing from the day probably I went to school. This is what I should need. And this is how I should live in order to be happy. Because mm -hmm. I find a lot of people go into their 40s, 50s, and they go into this um, when the kids leave the homes and they're trying to like redefine themselves again and they're getting a little lost and confused in all of this because suddenly their life is changing a lot. Maybe they've invested 20, 30 years into the career. I actually don't like. They don't know how to unstuck themselves from this, from that pattern, because then becomes the fear of judgment and the fear of what everyone else is going to say if I'm just going to quit everything and, I don't know, go travel the world or... <laughs> suddenly start a painting career. You know what I mean? I think people need to explore courage and self-trust a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Checking in with yourself and like making a list of like, which one do you rest in more? You know, getting clear. And if you're not sure, like ask your friends, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> absolutely. They know. So following on this, how do you invite joy into your life? Because I think as adults, so many of us forget to live in joy. We think that adulthood is not <laughs> nothing to do with joy. It's about working hard and not actually having any pleasure in life. So how do you invite joy? I love this question because it's, it's such a good one, especially for adults. And I'll start it off by saying... Time enjoyed is not time wasted. And I believe that a lot of adults fall into this trap, especially in the entrepreneurial space and like high powered career, like, you know, corporate type of space is like, well, why would I do that? It doesn't stop productive. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do it? Like if you're not an artist and you want to like paint just for fun, do it. Do you like to knit? Do you like to dance, even if nobody's watching? How do you bring more joy in your life? Hobbies is, you know, a first suggestion, I would say. But if you don't even know your hobbies, what comes to mind as well, if you want to find more joy, start listening to those inner voices of curiosity. Things that may have nothing of importance, just like, you know, I want to go for a walk today. And then you might find something exciting happening going to the park, seeing things like for me personally, I love nature, just being in it. That doesn't mean I want to go climb a mountain or anything crazy, but like seeing beautiful works of art bring me joy. Joy is a feeling and it's a fleeting feeling, just like all feelings are, but having the joy of, I guess what comes to mind also is the love languages as well. Okay. So like, Words of affirmation, physical touch, mm -hmm. gifts, and quality time, and acts of service in a lot of ways. And I guess the one that came up for me the most is like, well, quality time is like my second one. So like that comes up. And that one comes up because like spending time with friends is joyous. Maybe not for all introverts, but <laughs> it is. Spending time with people you care about, 
or connecting with others is a way to bring more joy and connection and fulfillment mm-hmm. in your life. So I could give so many directions with this one because there's so many great options. But at the same time, like you don't have to make it complicated. You can find joy just like the sun. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful today. Like I love waking up to sunny days. Like summer is my favorite season, spring and summer, because I love the green trees. It's it's very beautiful around where I live. So I'm just like, I wake up, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> and right there, that brings me more joy and having that. That's a choice. I think that comes out to, you know, we're like we choose not to go there and then we go into the habit of working hard and working all the time. And what you mentioned earlier, it gets uncomfortable. And I know when we want to slow down and go into joy, we don't even know how. Mm. We don't even know how to take pleasure from those simple things. And the key is simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate and complicated. Mm. Yeah. Sunset, sunrise, you know, bird singing, like literally anything can bring you joy. Children laughing. <laughs> Laughter is contagious. Especially children, <laughs> you know, the little ones, they're like amazing <laughs> to watch. But yeah, it's like, it's finding those little things because hustling and working all the time is not going to get you any faster there. It will get you, it's probably burnout. Burnout, yes, yes. So finding those moments when you can actually slow down and enjoy yourself because we we don't know how long we've got here. So don't li- leave your life for later because you don't know how much later you've got. The key is now. Or, you know, what comes to mind is the the book, The Power of the Now. Mm, yeah. Enjoy your life now. Live now because you have no idea. I've, I've, I've met so many people when they, laugh, they left their lives for later. You know, they saved the money. They saved the holidays. They didn't spend the time with the family. And then it came the time when they retired and they, you know, ended up with severe diagnosis or they actually even died or they had severe mobility problems and they didn't got the life they were craving so much all those decades because they were leaving everything for later. I find that's a chronic problem in a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I find it fascinating how in the West, especially because I think that's not necessarily a big problem far east, you know, in in Buddhist China and, and those kind of cultures, we in the West struggle to slow down, struggle to meditate, struggle to just take time to be. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Especially especially in America. <laughs> right. It's uh major problem here in a lot of ways um presence Mm. if you live in the past you have depression if you live in the future you have anxiety but your happiness only rests in the present absolutely Mm -hmm. beautifully said right kind of alluding back circling back to your previous things that you said i think you've kind of replied to that one but i want to kind of ask you anyway what does confidence or being confident means to you confidence means to me is being the bravest version that i can possibly be the inner superhero superheroine within me putting on that cape you know it's metaphorical and standing tall breathing deeply with my chest out my 
chin down and taking on the day as I do, like the superhero version of me. <laughs> Good. It's kind of a different answer, but I like the metaphor. I mean, uh, yeah. Really <laughs> That's definitely what it comes to mind for me. All right. Okay. And just one final question. So this podcast is titled You Can Be Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. What would be your three top tips for the audience listening that can be easily applied in terms of how to become more unstoppable? And we can link this into confidence, you know, how to become that best version of yourself when you're unstoppable you've got the confidence and you go for it Mm -hmm. i would say how you become more unstoppable the number one thing is um do something that scares you if every day you can go for it if not a couple times a week but continuing to do things that scare you stretch you for sure Mm. second thing i would say is um drink water (laughs) (laughs) like get sleep take care of yourself seriously you want to be unstoppable take care of your body your mind Mm. get enough sleep sleep like sleep and exercise if you get that on a regular basis like more than six hours ideally seven hours of sleep actual sleep not just laying in the bed (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be just as effective as like antidepressants and anxiety medication and helps you with like you know folk all the things we all the things like sleep focus all the things but like so like i would combine it into one like sleep water and exercise let's call it (laughs) self-care pretty much self-care and so the last one i would say is hmm, how to be unstoppable take care of the connections you have deepen those relationships ones that are meaningful not everyone of course but deepen them be surprised which you don't know you can never truly know somebody there's always something to learn about them even if you're with them for 50 years so i've been told (laughs) so those would be the three things i'd say I like them. I really like them. They're simple. Well, I'm saying simple, but I think <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> I go with the second one uh, with, you know, drinking enough water, taking care of the vessel that you want to have while you're here, because if that vessel can carry you in the forward, then you won't be able to be more confident and be more unstoppable. I love this. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for this wonderful conversation. That was yeah. quite insightful to have men on my podcast. I don't have too many men. Um, so it's nice to bring uh, men on the podcast and get their perspective on things every now and again. So thank you very much for coming. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast... I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help other people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. 
If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.